Everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, aka the Booch, and welcome to the Booch Cast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we have another classic episode for you guys. And notice that I said classic episode, not classic pay-per-view review. There's a difference. Uh, classic pay-per-view review is something that I do with Gator Ricky Ross, where we take a look back at um, classic pay-per-views from WWE, WCW, and ECW from basically the early 2000s on down. 
is pretty much where we're going with that. I think, uh, you know, we kind of go with, like, I think 2010 is kind of our cutoff point for classic pay-per-view reviews. Now, we might increase it as the years go by, but we haven't decided that yet. But this is a classic episode in the sense that this is something that was brought on from the SoundCloud account that we used to have that I am now transferring over to Anchor. And this is an opportunity for people who weren't listening to us when we were on SoundCloud to listen to these episodes or people who are listening on SoundCloud to come check out this particular segment again because what I'm doing is I'm going through the old SoundCloud episodes and I'm basically pulling certain segments that were great that I want to put on here for people to check out and the ones that sucked they're pretty much gone and never going to see the light of day again and we're kind of putting things together in compilations some people are getting their own separate tracks and we're just trying to organize everything so I can get rid of the SoundCloud page all together stop paying $15 a month and move on and that's what we're doing today with this special episode of the first ever NXT TakeOver War Games. And right now we're going to take just a little short break here. And when we come back, we'll get into that classic War Games show here on the Boochcast. So you guys sit tight. I shall return right after this. Um, can I get $500 in once? <sighs> I do it when I got an anything to me, so I'm talking. 
Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Boochcast. That was uh, Blackjack featuring T-Pain with Ball Out, $500. One of my favorite songs to listen to back when I was in college. Get your $500 in ones, it's time to ball out. And we're about to ball out with uh, the recap of NXT TakeOver War Games. I know before I was calling it NXT TakeOver Houston, that's because I was so used to calling it that because originally it was called NXT TakeOver Houston. That is until they announced the War Games. So they called it NXT TakeOver War Games. And um, a lot of great moments a lot of great matches here first thing i want to talk about i'm gonna talk about this first but only because i had already um brought it up uh during the raw and smackdown recap was of course the fatal four-way match for the nxt women's championship the vacant title uh for those of you who may not remember oscar surrendered the nxt championship uh after she got injured in a match uh and was forced to surrender the championship so they decided to uh just call her up to the main roster and uh kind of take her out of commission. I think this was after NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, where she got injured and she defeated Ember Moon, when in my opinion, Ember Moon should have won that match, legitimately won the championship, and then Asuka could have been sent to the main roster, where she later debuted at TLC. But, um, I still say that was goddamn ridiculous how they ended that, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers, so we get to the Fatal 4-Way match for the Women's Championship, and I will say, this was a match that made me ultra excited. This is the match I was the most looking forward to out of every match on here. Just for the simple fact that I wanted to see which of these women was going to win. Because I knew for a fact there was one woman in this match I did not, any circumstances, want to see win that title. And I'm, of course, talking about Kyrie Sane. Because uh, for those of you who may not have heard this on the fight report, when I mentioned the Mae Young Classic, one of the things I talked about was Carrie Sane winning and how I wasn't happy about it because I feel like Carrie Sane is supposed to be Asuka 2.0. It's like, we took one female Japanese wrestler and shoved her down everyone's throats for 523 days. So now, we need another Japanese wrestler, female wrestler, to shove down your throats. One who, yes, is phenomenal in the ring, but can't speak English, can't cut a promo, and has a stupid gimmick. This pirate bullshit. Now, Nikki Cross, I would have been fine with being the women's champion because she's somebody that I've wanted to see win that title because I've been waiting for the hostile takeover from Sanity, which is why I'm mad that Eric Young won that tag title with Alexander Wolf. And I'm hoping if they're doing some kind of free bird rule with that title, that Killian Dane gets to hold it and Eric Young inevitably becomes the NXT champion. I want to see Sanity hold all the gold before before they ever get caught up to the roster. So Nikki Cross, I'd have been fine with this champion. Now, Peyton Royce, I'm not a real big fan of. Uh, I think the whole iconic duo thing is fucking retarded. But I would have preferred Peyton Royce over Kyrie Sane. That's how much I couldn't stand seeing this woman in the ring. So these women have the match. And the match is actually pretty damn good. Every woman... From an in-ring standpoint, delivered, including Peyton Royce. Peyton, I gotta give her credit. As a wrestler, she is getting better and better and better and better and better. Billy Kay, not so much. But Peyton Royce, definitely improving and definitely deserving of this number one contendership. And of course, what I love is the whole Peyton Royce and Nikki Cross fighting each other. And then eventually, uh, Ember coming off the top with a double eclipse, taking both women out. And then covering Nikki Cross for the one, two, three 
Free, the winner of the match, the new women's champion, Ember Moon. Then, of course, Regal and Asuka present the women's title to Ember Moon. Asuka, who was at the event, gets in the ring, insists on handing her the championship. Ember Moon and Asuka hug because they have mutual respect for each other. And then Asuka raises, and William Regal both raise the hands of Ember Moon as she stands tall as the NXT women's champion, as well she should be. The only issue I have with her winning the title is the fact that she didn't pin Asuka 1-2-3 to get it. But, like I said earlier, beggars can't be choosers, and now Ember Moon is champion. My only question is, with all the females that got called up, does this limit who Ember Moon is going to have matches with? Is she, or does this limit the possibility of who could dethrone Ember Moon? That's what I want to figure out, because I know at some point Ember Moon is going to have to drop that women's title when she gets called up, and I'm wondering, are they going to make her drop it, or are they going to make her surrender the belt? Because you can't keep doing that. Ember Moon should have to put over the next woman, the next women's champion. Asuka, she did it, but she didn't do it the right way. So, that's really my issue. But, uh, Ember Moon, fantastic. Love that she's women's champion. I love that fisherman's suplex from Peyton Royce, and I look forward to seeing, uh, what the women's division does now that six of them, I'm sorry, five of them have already been called up. So, uh, hopefully with the new call-ups, we'll see more women come in. I'm wondering, since Gail Kim is now officially done uh, with Impact Wrestling, now that she's no longer doing the tapings, now that she's no longer, uh, you know, part of the roster, she surrendered the championship, she's retiring, is Gail Kim going to be one of the next potential women that we see come to NXT? That's what I'd like to know. Could Gail Kim be coming to NXT? Could she inevitably come to the main roster as well? Could this be a return for Gail Kim? Because even though Gail Kim has had her issues and her differences with the WWE, now that they are putting such a great emphasis on the women's division, now that they're actually treating the women with the respect that they deserve, could this be motivation for Gail Kim to come back to WWE? Because I think Gail Kim would be a great addition to WWE. She's done everything she's going to do in Impact Wrestling, so there's no reason for her to stay there, and I think WWE is the perfect place for her to be. It's a great place for her to uh, wrap up her career, make some last minute big bucks, and then hopefully get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And uh, on that note, I'm going to move on to another match of the, the match of the night right here. Gotta talk about this. Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black. This match is everything I love about professional wrestling. Great in-ring work, but most importantly, ring psychology. Telling a story in the ring. Something that is a lost art form in wrestling today. Something that most of these wrestlers, especially the Ring of Honor ones, can not do. The mind games. Everything. These two blended their styles together perfectly. In fact, the only thing I hated about this match was the fact that the Velveteen Dream did not win. But both men got put over because even though Aleister Black won the match, he then took the mic and said, enjoy infamy, Velveteen Dream. 
which means Velveteen got his wish because Aleister Black said his name. So Aleister Black won the match, but didn't bury his opponent. That, to me, is great in-ring psychology, great booking, everything blended into this match. You, you couldn't have asked for a better match out of these two, and no doubt, no doubt, they stole the show. And then, of course, I love the fact they used each other's taunts against them. Like, I remember uh, at one point, Aleister Black did a moonsault off the second rope and then sat down Indian-style immediately. And then eventually, uh, Velveteen Dream sat Indian-style right in front of him. They stared each other down. Then Aleister did the uh, that front uh, Velveteen pose and kind of, you know, slithered his way on back. I mean, just the amazing storytelling that they did in this ring was phenomenal to me. This was a match where I think everyone in that NXT locker room should be taking notes. I think every young and aspiring professional wrestler should be taking notes. In fact, there's a wrestling school here in Atlanta called the Good Brothers Dojo, which is run by Luke Gallows and it has trainers Fry Daddy and Tyson Dean, two wrestlers, very good friends of mine. Uh, I would love to see them bring this, bring that match to their school and have their students watch it. Like, one day after they're done practicing, after everything, when they're, they need to relax and everything, just have them sit in a room, put that match on, and make them watch it. Because that is what wrestling is all about. Having great moves, putting them in the right places, and telling a story. And it was phenomenal work from these guys. And then, of course, the infamous match itself, The War Games. The Undisputed Era, The Authors of Pain, Roderick Strong, and Sanity. Um, I will say this. Uh, despite the rule changes that I wasn't necessarily a fan of, these wrestlers still made the War Games match work. In fact, the one negative I will say is the rule changes and the fact that they said if you escape the cage, you forfeit the match for your team. The fact that any of these men would want to escape the cage defeats the purpose of War Games. The fact that that's even an option, the fact that there was no roof did take away from the match a little bit. But I did like, you know, the uh, the superplex into the ring was a great high spot. Uh, there were Towers of Doom that took everybody out except for Adam Cole. Uh, there was a German suplex by Alexander Wolf onto uh, one of the members of the Authors of Pain. Killian Dane hitting a Michinuku driver on on Adam Cole on top of Bobby Fish and then to top it all off Adam Cole hits a running knee that drives a chair into Eric Young's face Cole then covers him 1-2-3 and the Undisputed Era wins the match I mean these guys took the war games to another level there was blood from Alexander Wolf. there was carnage there was steel chairs there was uh, chains violence they upped the ante with this war games match and it got and I think it was so amazing I definitely definitely want to see it again down the road. In fact, I hope one day they bring it to the main roster. I will be as bold as to say one a great War Games match I would love to see down the road would probably, and you could put it Survivor Series, I would put The Shield versus The New Day versus The Miztourage. If I had to pick a bunch of three-man teams in wrestling today, it would be that. Put The Shield, The New Day, and The Miztourage on one War Games match and see what happens. Like having Roman Reigns, uh, 
Biggie and uh, Miz starting off the match for their teams and then locking the other ones into shark cages and doing all that stuff. And I would love to see a War Games match between them. I think it'd be phenomenal. I think it'd be fantastic. And it would be a dream scenario for me. So definitely was a fan of the War Games. Now, as for the other two matches on the card, I'm going to be honest, I hated them. I thought Cassius Ono and Lars Sullivan was garbage. Uh, Lars Sullivan um, hit, hit the freak accident, beat Cassius Ono, which shocked the hell out of me. I did not expect Lars Sullivan to win that match, but Cassius Ono once again demonstrating that he is a sloppy big man. I don't know why anybody thinks this man was entertaining on the indies, but in WWE, he is stinking up the joint. Every negative thing I've ever I've ever heard people say about Roman Reigns, Cassius Ono embodies it. And this match was just garbage from the very beginning. A waste of everyone's time. And then, of course, there was the NXT Championship match between Drew McIntyre and Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, this match was fucking horrible. Uh, didn't enjoy it at all. It had a couple good moments, but Zeta did, Zelina did too much interfering. And in my opinion, that's no good for a match. Like, as a heel manager, you should only get like one or two spots to interfere. But, and the fact that Zelina had to hit a hurricanrana on Drew McIntyre, even though he was on his knees, was fucking stupid. Not only that, but Drew McIntyre gets injured and Andrade covers him one, two, three. And Andrade Cien Almas is the NXT champion. I'm sorry. Andrade does not deserve this belt. He is a terrible wrestler. I'm not a fan of it. And when I say terrible wrestler, I don't mean like in ring. I mean like as a promo guy, as a world champion, he is not a main event player. And that belt does not belong on Andrade Cien Almas. And I can honestly say he is going to be disgraceful as champion. And of course, Drew McIntyre is now injured and uh, we don't know. He injured his arm in the match. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. But um, obviously when he gets back, he plans on fighting for the NXT title and hopefully he'll be the next two-time NXT champion when he does inevitably come back because I'm sorry Andrade is gonna suck as champion this is one of the worst decisions NXT has ever made uh for as long as I've been watching this was the dumbest idea for an NXT champion I'm not a fan of Andrade at all and I think that it's a disgrace to me because he's not somebody that I see being a future star on the main roster in any way shape or form so I think he's a waste of time as NXT champion. Alright, and uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up NXT TakeOver War Games. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. As I mentioned before, we are now on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Go to our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. You can also follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, April 1st and on Sunday, April 2nd for nights 1 and 2 of WrestleMania 39. That's right. We're getting together for the biggest wrestling event of the year as WrestleMania goes Hollywood. We'll be doing two live streams on two separate nights. So we're going to have one live stream for night one of WrestleMania. Then we're going to come back the next day for night two of WrestleMania. There'll be separate videos, separate tracks for you guys to check out. It is going to be one hell of a great, great show. Please. 
join us for WrestleMania. We also have our live D&D show coming soon, as well as our Boochcast booking battle and another special treat already in the work. And of course, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have have our second level which is $4.99 $5 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we get better content than peacock anyway and we got our third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere $9.99 $10 same amount of money we used to pay for a WB network subscription here in the United States ever since over the peacock you got nowhere to put that $9.99 $10.99 bring it over here we got better content than network, and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans. They're dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment, we use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. At ease. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.